everybody and welcome to our Sunshine Channel. Today I am delighted to have Emma here today from Heal Kinesiology. And um, Emma, when did we meet? Emma Hassan, by the way, we met about, was it about six, seven years ago? Through yeah, now? I think it was at least six years ago. Yeah, I'd done my Reiki one with you um, down in Limavada, I think it was. That's right, that's right. Gosh, time flies, doesn't it? Um, and yeah, there's been lots of changes in your life and my life since then. And we're going to touch on some of those um, changes through this interview today. So for those of you who don't know, Emma is a biokinesiologist. And she has been a mental health um, social worker for the last 15 years. Um, this is what I love about following you on, on, on Facebook is that you are a world traveler. You love to travel the world. And I think, you've, I think you said you've been to 47 countries so far, which is amazing. Um, Emma is passionate about healing and um, healing in all areas of our lives, the physical, the emotional, the mental and the spiritual, which is really what this channel is all about. And Emma is the proud owner of Heal Kinesiology, which was inspired by her own healing journey through mental health and cancer. And certainly everybody that I know that works in this um, field of work have all been through a massive journey themselves. And it's through that journey then that we, we want to, when we heal, we want to help and heal other people. And of course, it's yeah. all alone, it's not the healing. So could you tell our lovely listeners a little bit about yourself, Emma, and the journey that has kind of brought you to this place um, where you're at now? Um, I suppose I struggled with um, physical and mental ill health throughout sort of most of my life. So I had terrible digestive issues for years and years and years. Had been to the GP for years, went through every consultant in the hospital and they just diagnosed me with IBS and weren't really able to give me anything. So I was still suffering um, continuously. And that started my journey to healing and trying to figure out, well, I know it's something within my body that's causing this. Um, and through sort of an elimination diet, which I don't myself, I realized that I was intolerant to dairy. So all dairy products, all the lovely stuff like chocolate and cream and all that was causing me to be very ill. And at that time, I'm Irish, so I'm drinking cups of tea with loads of milk every day and constantly feeling unwell. So it was a daily thing. Mm -hmm. And that started my journey into health. And then, um, I suppose throughout my teens and 20s, I would have experienced sort of mental health issues where I had anxiety. I would have experienced quite a bit of anxiety. I had a very low tolerance to stress. So I would get stressed very easily. Um, and I was very, I suppose what I know now is I wasn't able to uh, detoxify alcohol very well. So um, being young, traveling the world and having the crack and loving socializing, I would have had a drink every weekend and yeah. enjoyed it at the time but suffered then for three days afterwards and you know the low mood the feeling exhausted and just but i didn't realize it was alcohol for so long i thought this was a depression that i just had every week um so all those things really got me into research and health and 
finding out about the causes. And then I had the biggest gift I've ever been given. I was diagnosed with breast cancer in 2009 and I'm still in my 20s, so it was a massive shock. Huge. Ma massive. Huge. And it completely, it completely broke me to the core. Um, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, every way, it completely just tore me apart and broke me right down to, in, in every area of my life. Um, and I think that was a massive catalyst for, I was kind of only dabbling a bit with health and, and well-being and happiness and sort of, you know, doing wee bits here and there. But I knew the moment I got diagnosed with cancer, I just instinctively deep down knew this was a gift. This was going to be my catalyst to really healing, to healing my life in all ways and to changing my life because, do you know, in your 20s, you think you have your whole life ahead of you and, you know, you're sort of, it's, you don't take anything too serious. Um, but I knew I wasn't happy. So the cancer, albeit um, I had two years of treatment, which was very, um, very difficult in the body, very difficult on the mind. Um, mm -hmm. But it was that catalyst to knowing that it was something I needed to know I could control my health. I needed to know that I could make myself better. I could prevent any ill health in the future because I knew this definitely wasn't going to kill me. I wasn't going to let it kill me. I wanted to make it like, I wanted it to, to it was like a second chance in life really. And I wanted to make the rest of my life the best of my life. Mm -hmm. So knowing that I looked a lot into all aspects of health. So health isn't just your physical body. No. No. Health is, you know, your emotional health, your mindset, your beliefs. It's also your spiritual health and sort of, going within yourself and, and, you know, that inner engineering, engineering the inside, your mind, your thoughts, as well as outside your desires, your health and all that. Um, so that took me down a road, many roads. I've tried almost every type of alternative therapy. Um, I've looked at health from many, many different angles. And I think kinesiology was the very first thing that really started giving me answers to my physical health and also eventually my emotional and mental health. Yeah. So digestion, my issues that I experienced for most of my life, like anytime I went out for dinner, I ended up in the toilets being mm -hmm. sick all the time. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't pleasant. But that realization and that so, And so many people, sorry, just so many people are living with that. You Completely. know, so many people are living with, with digestive, digestive problems. <clears throat> and I know certainly I had the whole IBS thing a number of years ago as well. So mm -hmm. I can totally relate and empathize. It's horrible. It's, it's, it's really, really horrible. It doesn't have to be that way. You don't have to live that way. You, you can heal. Absolutely. And I think what I find in my clinic is that the majority of people do have digestive issues, but so many are unaware. You know, if I ask, do you bloat? Most people don't know that they're bloating all the time. They think that's a normal reaction to eating yeah. because they're so used to it. So um, I know for myself. You become nearly conditioned or, or, or nearly numb to it. This is the way, you know, this is the way. This is no, nearly becomes normal, doesn't it? it nearly, it's oh. normalized. Um, is that so many people think that when they eat, they should feel really, really full and really, really bloated and quite tired and that that's normal. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's not normal. You shouldn't feel uncomfortable after you eat. You shouldn't be feeling, you know, 
that you're not going to the toilet for three days or that you're going five times a day. And, you know, so it's, it's not awareness. But even just, just when I hear you talking there, like last week I interviewed Joanne Callum. I think I was telling you about it before we started. And, and, and that interview was all about our relationship to food. What, what I'm now thinking, listening to, you, um, listening to you talk about digestive problems is, can you imagine the anxiety that that causes and the stress that that causes when you don't know when you eat something, whether or not, you're going to be in the loo for the next hour or you're going to experience intense bloating or you're going to feel sick and you know Joanne was talking about you know the mindset you know the thoughts that we think when we eat and this is really for me this all interconnects doesn't it it all fits in because that in itself can create so much stress within the body the anxiety side of it the not knowing how your body's going to react that's it. And then there is the, you know, the vagus nerve that connects the gut to the brain and how that's massive. Like your gut, if you think of gut feelings and like 95% of your serotonin is made in your gut. So that's your happy hormone. If your gut's not um, optimal, it's not efficient, you're not going to feel very good. You're going to get anxious. And I noticed with me, I never knew what came first. Was it the anxiety or the digestive issues? Um, because when I ate something, that my gut didn't like, I got this awful anxiety. So it was this cycle that was going on and on. And when I realized that actually, so I am dairy intolerant because I don't produce the enzyme lactase to digest um, dairy. And there is, because of people's body chemistry, there is maybe 30% of the population that will not be able to digest dairy. Okay. But there's other that's things. Quite high. That's, 30% is quite high, isn't it? It is, um, and I suppose the way milk's produced now and the way cattle is reared and the way the grass is treated with lots of pesticides and, and all that contributes to that as well. And some people's system just isn't able to digest it. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people can. They have the ability to, but they don't have the enzyme because we have many enzymes in our guts and they all digest different types of foods. And if those enzymes aren't enough, then people will have lots of intolerances. So we're finding now that um, one of the biggest things that is linked to enzymes and gut health is zinc. Zinc comes from the soil. So you think of the way soil's treated now. Yeah, yeah. It's not good quality. And we're, we're over, uh, we're putting lots of, or, well, farmers are putting lots of plants in and, and they're genetically modifying them. And they're making them grow really fast. And the soil's just completely deficient of nutrients. So we're not getting enough. Yes. So it's not, you can eat a, an amazing diet, with plant-based diet with lots of fruit and vegetables. You will get most of your nutrition, but there's going to be some mineral deficiencies because the soil just doesn't have it. Yes. You know, so all that contributes to your, your gut health. Your yes. gut health contributes to your immune system. 70% of your immune system's in your gut. As I said, the serotonin's made in your gut. So gut health is... Is massive and if you're not absorbing the nutrients they're not going to the rest of your body to do all the different chemical reactions that your body needs to make your heart beat no. your hair grow. No. so it's so vital it's so so vital like gut health is massive yeah it is it's abs i'm so so pleased that well i suppose you can't not talk about kinesiology and not talk about gut health because they're so interlinked Mm -hmm. um, my first experience of gut health was when I was diagnosed with glandular fever 
and um, I was so ill and as a get up and go lively person I just like I was literally crawling to the bathroom at zero energy and when all the physical symptoms of the illness disappeared I was left with chronic fatigue so just really really tired and this was my first experience of kinesiology so I just thought I need to do something a bit like yourself on your journey although not as extreme thankfully as, as the cancer but I thought I really need to start looking at what I'm putting into my body how I'm treating myself and the stress um, because I was in a really stressful job at the time and the kinesiology just blew my mind. I just was like, oh my goodness, this all makes sense. So literally, I had leaky gut, um, which would have obviously explained the whole IBS um, situation. And my body, like you say, it wasn't able to store nutrients. So even though I was eating, you know, fruit and veg, it, I, I wasn't getting the benefit of it because my gut was leaking yeah. so um so i went on a very very strict diet um not 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 forever it was just until my gut health basically improved until i healed from the inside out and then i was able to introduce certain foods so um and it literally got me well i couldn't believe how quickly i got <clears throat> better um, um so can we touch it can you explain a little bit about for anybody that's watching that has never heard about kinesiology um, that perhaps is living with some sort of chronic pain or autoimmune um, disease, how can kinesiology help and what, what is it? Okay, I suppose kinesiology in its simplest form is muscle testing. So we test muscles. I basically use maybe a few muscles in the arm and leg just to test the body's response and um, so we're tapping into the subconscious um, and the electric magnetic field. So what I do as a biokinesiologist, I study a lot of biochemistry. So I work a lot with body chemistry. Um, so a typical session, someone will come in <clears throat> because there's the same kind of cause for all illness. Um, so it's kind of in its most simplest form. Mm -hmm. What we do is we get the bad things out and put the good things in. So what I'll check for in a first session, um, I look at the meridian um, energy lines in the body to see which ones are out of balance. That gives me a lot of clues as to what's going on in the body. And generally people have some kind of toxins. So that can be uh, heavy metal toxicity. It can be post-virus, bacteria, fungus, parasites, radiation, or chemical overload. So those are the main types of toxins we'll have in the body. And they're going to, like your immune system is going to go into protection mode first it's going to want to protect and um, keep the body safe. So if all your energy is going to fight infection or to fight heavy metal toxicity, not a lot of your energy is going to go to growth and repair and making everything work. So the big thing we want to do is get out any of those toxins. The other things that I will look at is look at your energy production, look at the liver function. The, um, that's, a, that's a big one, isn't it? The liver, the liver is a big one because... It's huge. I, I actually didn't realize that the, the, the functioning of the liver can affect the skin. Um, yeah. I, I, and again, it was through getting adult acne myself and through my own healing of it 
I realized, oh my goodness, this is actually coming from my liver. So I really need to detox and cleanse my mm -hmm. liver. Skin, skin is because it's, it's the least needed organ in the body. So if your liver's overloaded with toxins, then it's going to use the skin to, to detoxify. So that's where lots of people have skin conditions. Um, and a lot of skin conditions are to do with the gut and the liver. And there's normally always a toxin in there, like a bacteria or maybe heavy metal or something just contributing to that. So that's why it's so important to look at the body as a whole. We don't if someone comes to me with a specific symptom, I don't particularly look at that because I want to get to the cause. Yes. If we just treat symptoms, then we're not getting to the cause and that, um, that problem is just going to be diverted somewhere else in the body. Yes. So we can look at things like, you know, your adrenals are massive and your, your thyroid. Um, and I look at what toxins are contributing to those not working efficiently and stress is huge stress people are in fight or flight now 24 7 mm -hmm. your body is supposed to go into fight or flight when you know there's you're walking out in the road and you're about to be hit by a car you're supposed to you know be able to run really fast and when you're in fight or flight like you want a hundred percent of your energy going to your muscles you want to be able to run really fast mm -hmm. but if you're in fight or flight 24 7 your energy is in your muscles. It's not working your digestion. It's not working for your immune system. It's not making energy. It's not regulating your hormones. It's not keeping your skin well. So when you're stressed, you're going to be unwell. You're going to have lots of symptoms. And people really, the awareness, I just love people to know how negative stress is and how important it is for self-care. Because stress is the number one killer. Like if you have an underactive thyroid, you have a bad gut, the root cause a lot of the time is stress. Yes. So we can fix the gut and we can fix the thyroid, but if you're still putting yourself in the yes. stressful, a stressful job or stressful lifestyle, you're just going to get unwell again. So, you know, it's huge. So it's can you tell you It's the holistic approach really, isn't it? It's looking at every area. And I know certainly... <clears throat> That clinic that I went to in Belfast, um, when I had the glandular fever, I changed a lot about my diet. Mm -hmm. um, I went on lots of different supplements as well because I was deficient in so many different, uh, different things. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a really long list. Um, but also, I was so stressed at the time. I was working 60, 70 hours a week. Wow. Um, yeah, crazy, like really stressed out. Um, I was working in financial services at the time. So this has gone back, what? Talking 2007. So it's a long, long time ago. <clears throat> yeah, and I had, I just cultivated really bad habits, like um, eating at my desk whilst working, um, not taking proper breaks. Um, yeah, and just working too much and, and yeah. putting myself under pressure to perform um, was a big thing for me as well. So when I changed my diet, I also changed how I worked and then I ended up getting made redundant, which was a huge blessing in disguise. Um, yeah. I, I didn't suffer IBS. I haven't suffered IBS from 2007. And I think when you honor your feelings and emotions as well, because a lot of that, I always point to my tummy, would you agree that we hold a lot of this is the home, I think, our tummy is the home to our feelings and our emotions. That absolutely is, because I work a lot with emotional health as well. And there's a lot of people that come in to me and 
your body tells me what it wants to work on first. It could be chemical, it could be structural, it could be emotional. A lot of people are holding trapped emotions in their body and in different meridian lines in the body, which is, you know, your energy body. So say um, someone has an emotion trapped in their liver, that's going to affect their liver, but it's also going to have um, create emotions of like rage and anger. There's um, lots of emotions are stored in the stomach. That's where all your anxiety and your worry and your stress is. So you're going to end up with stomach problems. So there, I work with the emotions as well. And I go through a process of releasing those emotions. I can kind of get to the root cause when the emotion started, what the emotion actually is, what kind of things that's affecting in, in life and what meridian it's in so we can tap into that and remove that. So that we're going at the body from a physical, nutritional, chemical, emotional kind of um, holistic approach. Because yeah. again, you know, stress is going to affect all parts of our body. Um, health is going to affect it all. So I always say, throw everything at it, go at it from all angles. Because the biggest thing, yes, is food. You are what you eat, but you're also what you absorb. So we need to be able to digest food and absorb it to get the nutrition. Um, that's one thing that's so important. Stress is another thing that's so important. Emotional health is massive. Lots of people aren't tapped into what they're feeling because we're so good at ignoring it. We're great to go, oh, distracting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, trauma in your life does affect your cells in your body. It affects, you know, and your thoughts affect your body because, you know, we all know about placebo effect. If you have good thoughts and good mindset, and you believe you can do it to start with and you want better for yourself because you've worked on your self-love and your self-care, then it's inevitable that you're going to feel better and you're going to be better and you're going to have a better life. So that's why kinesiology for me is just amazing because we look at all parts of the body. And what I found for me, which I just found fascinating, was so my, my digestive health and my mental health was all linked to two nutritional deficiencies. So I've just got a condition that um, I'm not able to metabolize the sort of um, breakdown of hemoglobin very well. So what happens is I'm severely deficient in zinc and B6. And they are needed for the creation of neurotransmitters, for hormones, for digestion, for immunity, for so many pathways in the body. So my digestion wasn't working right most of my life. I wasn't absorbing the right nutrients. Yeah. I was also deficient in B6, which um, that really helps mental health. It helps, you know, being able to tolerate stress. It helps depression, anxiety. So you can imagine I was low in those two most of my life. So of course I was experiencing mental health and digestive issues. And then obviously my immune system was um, compromised because I was in fight or flight all the time. So when I got diagnosed with breast cancer, it all made sense to me that, you know, the, the way how I have lived my life and the different chemical deficiencies in my body have led to this. Well, that's great. Now I have answers. I know how to prevent anything, any ill health in the future. And see, to be empowered, to know yeah. the root cause, to know how you can heal yourself is mm -hmm. just the greatest gift in the world. No, no amount of money or love or anything else can beat that to know that you can get control and you can heal yourself. And that's what I try to do is empower people, give them the answers, give them as much information as I can. Sometimes it's too much for people. Sometimes it's not enough, but I want to empower people. I want to give people answers so that they can heal themselves. So they know down the line in five years time, Oh, this has come up again. That's right. I need to do this or that or the other. So, but we're not, we're not really taught this, 
this way of thinking we're not really taught this um we're not really taught the information either um so it's what i have discovered on on my journey to to wellness is is there's there's a certain element of personal responsibility that um comes with it and you kind of have to seek out the information yourself really don't you because it's not really available in the traditional um health system whilst i love the nhs and it's amazing it fortunately it's there you know for treatment um but what we're really talking about is prevention and also looking at the whole holistic side of things um you mentioned meridian lines now for anybody watching that doesn't know can you explain to our listeners what meridian lines are so they have a, a I suppose it's used a lot in Chinese medicine um, and that, that Eastern culture where they have identified sort of 14 main meridian lines in the body. So that's energy, energy pathways in the body. And our body is made of energy. So if any of those pathways are blocked with an emotion or with a toxin, that's going to affect everything along that pathway. So, you know, um, meridian lines kind of some of them start in the face, some of them start in the body, but they go the whole way through the body, you know, um, so it can affect anything along that pathway, but they're all interconnected to themselves. Mm -hmm. So they all impact each other. Mm -hmm. So it's like in, in a treatment, I will look at all the, the meridian lines and see which ones are out of bounds. So generally, say you have um, a small intestine, a liver, and a triple warmer meridian line all showing up. Well, then you know, okay, the gut's not working very well, the liver's a bit overburdened, and triple warmer's to do with adrenals and thyroids. You're thinking their energy's probably really low, there's something going on in there. So that's straight away, I, I know, right, this is the parts of the body that where the root cause is, then we can go on deeper. But and acupuncture uses those meridian lines as well because it's trying to balance that energy, you know, the chi. The so that's the Eastern philosophy coming into kinesiology as well. And Eastern medicine is thousands of years old. Mm -hmm. Totally. It's completely proven to, to be successful. You know, what we need to remember is Western medicine is relatively new. You're talking 50 to 100 years. And the other thing about Western medicine is that it is... It's, now the NHS is amazing, it's so needed, it's completely essential for when you have real acute sort of um, trauma or when you're very, very unwell. But when you go to your GP, we have to remember GPs are there to treat symptoms and to diagnose. They're not trained in nutrition, that's not their area of expertise. They're not trained on getting to the root cause. Their job is to, right, you've got a symptom, how am I going to help that symptom? We have to remember that symptoms, if we treat a symptom, we're not healing the root cause. So that's very important, I think, for people to be aware that if you want to get to the root cause and heal and prevent, then you have to take responsibility to do what, you know, help the root cause. Like if, it, if it's food, then you have to change your diet. If you go to a doctor and you take a pill, but you still continue the destructive behaviours of eating really unhealthy, being completely stressed, not moving your body, no exercise, not having enough water and hydration. A pill's not going to help, it's not going to cure it. It might stop it in the short term. But if the root, if you're still feeding your body all the wrong things, you know, emotionally, physically, you're not going to heal. It'll come um, up to the surface again, won't it? 
Of course, we all want the quick fix. We all want that pill that's going to take the pain away or the bloating away. But, you know, we have to be responsible too and realise, like, if you're still going to do the destructive behaviours that cause it, you're not going to heal long term. Yes, yes, absolutely. Can, 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 we, um, can we touch on supplements now? Because there's, there's so many different schools of thoughts on mm -hmm. supplements. Um, I didn't really take supplements until 2007. I think, I think going back to childhood, we got like a multivitamin, myself and my sister every day. Um, and it was only really through my um, recovery from the glandular fever and chronic fatigue in 2007 that I started to take supplements that I realized I, I would need to be eating a serious amount of fruit and vegetables in a day to get all the nutrients. So mm -hmm. I need to supplement um, my body with extra nutrition. Yeah. Um, so can we touch on that and also on... Um, because also I, I want to know your thoughts on some supplements because some supplements are oral so you can take like a, a liquid form which I'm presuming goes into the bloodstream much much quicker yeah. but then a lot of the supplements have these bulking agents which yeah. then causes I believe the body more stress because you have to break down the bulking agents in your digestive system yeah. and actually the nutritional value of the supplement is isn't as much as it would be if it was in a more pure form absolutely yeah you're spot on you know it's not as bioavailable yeah. i think a lot of the big companies will have a big machine and they'll have quite large capsules and those capsules are used for all the different vitamins that they produce so if they put a little bit of something in, then they do use a lot of caking agents, bulking agents. One of them actually yeah. talc in. A lot of things that... Talc? Did you say talc? One of talc in, yeah, I've seen this. Um, and those are the supplements that are um, big volume. They're made cheaply. They're sold for, you know, a reasonable sort of cheap enough. You know, if you go into Tesco's or Sainsbury's yes. or something, and they're own brand. They're going to be not very bioavailable. They're not going to be a great quality. You're not even going to touch the surface of what you probably need. You know, for example, I need quite a lot of zinc um, daily at the moment. And any supplement I would buy in a supermarket or some of the high street branded um, health food shops mm -hmm. wouldn't, wouldn't be enough for what my body needs. Like... It, I know people say you shouldn't be on supplements, you should be able to get them from your food. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of people do say that, yeah. Mm -hmm. And they're absolutely right. Of course we should be able to get every vitamin and mineral we need in our food. But let's look at today's diet. Who's eating organic, free range? Who's eating enough fruit and vegetables? And who doesn't eat all the other processed foods and convenience yeah. foods? You know? And the chemicals um, as well. You know, the chemicals that are now... And that's yeah, what your mom was talking about. She was saying, you know, count the chemicals, not the calories, because oh, now yeah. we eat so much processed food. So, but even if you are eating a plant-based diet, as you say, the soil structure has changed over the years. The pesticides, the herbicides, the, the whole farming culture has yeah. changed. So we're not getting the same nutrients that we would have got 50 years ago. We're definitely not, and we're not eating, like, generally, like, I ask everybody about their diet when they come in, and they mention that they have 
a bit of vegetables with their dinner. I'll say, how's your diet? Oh, it's really good. So what are you eating? A lot of people are eating cereals and milk in the morning. So there's no nutritional value in that. A lot of people are having sandwiches for lunch, um, bread-based lunches, and there's not much nutrition in that. And then people will have, will have a bit of meat, a bit of potato or rice and vegetable, and then I have four coffees and a couple of snacks. And that's, it's not a bad day, but you're not getting much nutrition. And there's, we should be having maybe, they say about 13 to 15 portions of fruit and feed today. Right. Mm-hmm. Who, who gets that? Not many of us. And also, like, it's the time as well. You know, like, like I have a lot of flexibility and freedom in my life, but I still would not have the time to prepare 13 portions of fruit and vegetables every single day. But yet right. I, I know that that's what we all need as human beings. The five is not enough. It's not. it's not really because when I study biochemistry, so when I look at, say, like you look at hormones, so hormones are made of protein. Um, the sex hormones, like your testosterone, your estrogen, your um, DHEA and all that, your cortisol, they're all made from cholesterol. So we do need some good cholesterol in the body. But if you look at all the chemical reactions, so you start off with, say, progesterone, that needs to be broken down into testosterone, into estrogen. So what do you think breaks those down? Nutrition. We need a lot of zinc. We need a lot of um, vitamin B3, niacin. We need some um, iron. We need things like B1 and B2 for to be able to make enough testosterone and estrogen. If you look at your energy pathway, you're to make um, ATP, which is the energy made in your cells every day. You need an awful lot of magnesium for the, to break glucose down and to make energy. And then to get into the cell wall, to get into the mitochondria, we need things like zinc, like B6, B12, folate, B7, you need B5, so you need, um, and selenium. You need those nutrients and vitamins to make the chemical reactions in our body to make, our, to give us energy, to make our hormones balance, to um, make your digestive enzymes so you can break down food and absorb it. So if people realize how much minerals and vitamins are needed for every pathway in the body, and if you're deficient in just one of those, like zinc or magnesium, which are the two biggest nutritional deficiencies right. if you're low in those that's going to affect not just your gut not just your energy but your immune system your hormones your thyroid all your major organs and all the major things that your body needs to do so it's not to be underestimated yes. so that's why sometimes we need a big boost of a certain mineral or vitamin for a therapeutic intervention to get the thing going again you know yes. <clears throat> so for anybody watching now that's feeling just slightly overwhelmed by all of the different um, nutrients that you spoke about there, what if somebody wants to start off taking supplements, what would you, well, I'll tell you what I'm taking and then you can tell me what I need to add to that. I'm already thinking I need to add magnesium yeah. and zinc <clears throat> just from listening to you. Um, I take a whole food supplement of fruit and veg every day. Mm-hmm. Um, so we take that, um, <clears throat> which is, there's no bulking agents or anything in it, so it's very easy yeah. to digest. Um, <clears throat> and I also take the B, a, a multi-B vitamin, so all the Bs, and yeah. included in that is iron, and that's in liquid format. And I take mm-hmm. that because um, I've been a vegetarian for a very long time, from 2005, and um, I was curious to know 
how much protein and how much iron I was getting in the diet every day. So I downloaded that, um, my fitness pal, just to have an idea of, you know, how much nutrition I'm getting from <clears throat> every day. And one thing that I was, my protein was okay. I was actually quite surprised. I was like, gosh, I am getting enough protein. Um, so the lentils, the, the chickpeas, the beans um, are definitely, they definitely help. Um, mm -hmm. But I could not get my iron uh, to, to what I needed it to be every single day. It was every day I was lacking hugely. Like I was only getting maybe... 20, 25% of what I should have been absorbing every day in iron. And I was shocked. I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh my goodness. So um, I started taking an iron supplement, which is all the bees included. So what else should I be taking? Should I be taking? Well, the thing is, there, there's a lot of vitamins and minerals out there. And, you know, when someone comes in, say, for a, a treatment with myself, I could find deficiencies and 10, 15 things, but I want to find what your body needs to prioritize now, because if you take one thing and you take a good amount of that, that could then, so say if you're, if you're low on lots of things, it could be your gut you're not absorbing, so it could be an enzyme problem, so say if you're taking zinc and probably one of the B vitamins and high, um, high levels, that could be enough to fix the gut and then you're absorbing everything, so you don't need all those extra things. Um, Very good, yes. You know, so I want to make it affordable for people. I don't want to be going right. You're low on ten things. Go out and buy them. Absolutely not. Yeah. Magnesium is needed. Absolutely. But a lot of people have enough magnesium. Um. Because if it's an absorption problem, we want to fix that first. That's why we always get to the cause. B vitamins are brilliant. Um. Like to take a a, a B complex is really good. Yes. Whenever we're maintaining our health. But what I generally find is most people are deficient in one of those B vitamins. And you can look up deficiencies, you know, like yeah. um, your B6 deficiency is going to be a lot to do with um, when you're highly stressed. Um, if you, you low dream recall and stuff like that. If you don't dream very often, you'll know you're probably low B6. B3 is brilliant for things like anxiety. Um, B2 is great for skin. So it depends. Well, that's people fascinating. That's, that's fascinating. So you're... If you're dreaming, it means that your body is absorbing and ha it has enough of what B vitamin again? B6 usually, yeah. Like, so, wow, that's fascinating, yeah. isn't it? That's why I can test people. So that's why I ask everybody, do you dream? And if people are like, yeah. it's a question nobody thinks about, but when yeah. I ask, they're like, God, no, because when I was asked, I was like, I don't think I've dreamed in years, actually. But, you know, you can have that odd sort of dream when you're waking up, but I realized until I started taking B6, I hadn't dreamt in years and years and years, you know. So um, generally people will need maybe one or two B vitamins um, short term just yeah. to get whatever it is going. You know, like if you're suffering really bad from anxiety or hormonal imbalance, that could be a B3 deficiency. So you want to target that because so you, you want to feel better. You know, yeah. you want to be feeling good as well as being well so Absolutely. you know everybody's different but I find things massive because yeah. it's so hard to get into your diet so a lot of people are low on it um the b3 and b6 b12 would be ones that I would um find a lot of people are deficient in, and you'll if you look up the symptoms of deficiency most people recognize they probably have quite a few of those so um 
and then there's a lot of things that we want to be de detoxing those bad boys out of the body because well, of, of course all the toxins um, that we take on a regular <laughs> basis and um, you and I have talked about this before we've talked about coffee <laughs> um, and anyone who knows me knows I I love coffee and um, funny I only started drinking coffee when I had glandular fever but wasn't diagnosed and was feeling really tired because my you mentioned adrenals my adrenals were just like mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> and I was drinking a lot of coffee I didn't even really like the taste of it then um, and then of course when I was going through the whole detox I went off tea went off coffee etc and then a number of years later, it, it kind of made its way back into my diet. And I've had, I think the last time I did a real big detox of coffee, it was a few, you know, it was sunny, uh, when it's sunny and then after it's sunny. So I've just kind of, I kind of go through a detox every couple of years of coffee. Mm -hmm. But I love coffee. <laughs> we love coffee. I love it. And I'm sure so many people can relate to this. Like I adore my coffee in the morning. Mm -hmm. Afternoons, I could kind of take it or leave it. But in the mornings, I just adore one, two cups of coffee. Yeah, of course. And the reason we love coffee is because coffee's not a food. Coffee's a drug. You know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Brilliant. Why we love it. it. It makes you feel great. It does. And yes. um, coffee's not a food, it, it's an experience. We yeah. drink coffee and we get a burst of energy. And you know, if you're not drinking it all the time, I would have the very odd coffee, the very odd time. And I feel like I'm on drugs. I'm literally like, my body is jittering. And yeah. but I feel really good. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm full of energy. I'm really hyper. This is great. <laughs> I don't have it that often, but. You know, it is a drug. It is the second, I think, most profitable thing after oil. So we know who's um, doing all the advertising and promotion of coffee because it's very lucrative. Um, and highly addictive. And highly addictive. It's highly addictive. And, and I think we sometimes forget that. It, I think we sometimes, see when you said, like, well, coffee isn't a food. It's an experience. It's a drug. I was like, oh. You can you do forget, don't you? When you're when you're when you can buy it everywhere, you forget. Absolutely. It's it's like cigarettes used to be years ago when they first came out and they had doctors smoking cigarettes and going, This is really good for your health and you know, that cigarette smoking became uh, an experience as well. But what yeah. coffee does when you uh, put coffee into your body, mm -hmm. that does give you a real boost of energy because it's it's Releasing adrenaline into your body, but also cortisol. So it's nearly uh, it? that fight or flight response in your does body. It? So how, how, how does it? Um, how does it? So so it it promotes cortisol within the body. Is that what you're saying? It 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 stimulates cortisol. Yeah, it stimulates your adrenals. Um, right. So that's where you're getting the energy boost from. And then, you know, like stress and anything, if you're constantly um, putting your adrenals under, you know, firing them up quite often, then you're going to be exhausting your adrenals. And what do you find with coffee? If someone has one in the morning, they get a real um, energy boost. And then a couple of hours later, they're like, oh my God, I'm exhausted. I need another coffee. Yes, well, that's um, me. I, I, wouldn't say, I wouldn't say I get exhausted, but I do have a craving around 10 o'clock. 
a definite mm -hmm. craving for a coffee. Yeah. Um, it, it, you know, the amount of people that myself and my colleagues test and say their hormones are out of balance, if you can cross-check that to coffee. And a lot of times coffee is what's affecting people's hormones. Or there's a lot of people, caffeine, just people, people's liver can't cope with that amount of caffeine. So their liver is under pressure. And you, you know, when your liver is under pressure, you're going to have lots of different um, things going wrong in the body. It also affects right? all these people with insomnia. And they're like, ah, but coffee doesn't affect me. Coffee affects everybody. You know, there's no one person I've ever tested that has been able to tolerate coffee, you know, without it having a negative effect in the body. So it is affecting your liver. It's going to affect your digestion. It's going to affect your um, hormones and sometimes thyroid. So there's a lot of, because we will cross-check sort of to try and find the root causes or something in your diet or toxin that's um, contributing to this symptom. Coffee is massive. It comes oh up. My People will put out coffee for a month and see a massive difference. Oh, well, I did because I, I, I now remember the last time I cut it out of my diet. And you and I spoke actually about this and it was my skin. And I was going for acupuncture and straight away he was like, um, it's your liver and you need to stop drinking coffee. Like straight away. And I was like, I was traumatized. I was like, oh, please, no. I love coffee. Anything else? Coffee. I do. Um, I did notice a difference, but like so many of us, and even though I have so much awareness, I, I still find myself falling back <laughs> into the cycle <laughs> of, okay, well, my skin's okay now, and I've healed that, so now I can drink coffee. But We're all the same. <laughs> yes, we you are know. all the same, aren't we? But now that you have armed me with that information because whilst I was aware it did affect the liver in an unhealthy way and, mm -hmm. and causes toxi toxicity, I didn't actually realize that it promoted cortisol and adrenaline. I didn't know that it did that. Mm -hmm. I did not know that, but I, I genuinely didn't. So, Well, because it's, you know, as I said, like cigarettes, was it before I was born, so maybe like 50, 60 years ago, that was an experience that was publicized and, you know, advertised as something really good for you. And coffee's just gone down the same way. Do you know, like we all went to the pub and drinking was, you know, grand and it didn't really affect your body unless you overdone it. We all know now that alcohol does affect your body and your liver. Coffee is the same. It's just a new experience that is socially acceptable and a big part of most people's lives. And that's the difficulty because, you know, I want to promote people being happy and, and having nice experiences. I don't yeah. want to say that Pleasure. Like, we want pleasure. We want to have pleasurable experiences, but yet we want pleasurable experiences, but we want to be healthy and live energetic, yeah. well-balanced lives. So, and yeah. that's the thing. If we're living in, in a, a society that, you know, everything is about promoting profits, then, you know, convenience foods, takeaways, um, all those foods that aren't good for you, things like coffee, they're a big part of everybody's lives. And, you know, what I always say is try and eat sort of 90, 10. So 90% of what's good in your body, but have that wee 10% and have whatever you want. You know, if you want a coffee the odd time, have a coffee. If you want sort of a pizza the odd time, have it. But it's when you're eating foods every day or every other day that are going to be detrimental to your body it is going to affect it ne negatively. You know, dairy is something I can't tolerate. That's yeah. not to say, very odd time, 
you know, if I'm on holiday and I see ice cream, I'm like, I have to have this. I know mm-hmm. I'm going to suffer, but I'm not having it every day and I'm not having it every week. So there is times that, you know, I don't want to deprive people of everything, but no. the more we eat well, the more our body wants to eat well. Yes. And if we yes. want to clean, we have to listen to what our, our body's telling us. Our body's always yeah. telling us. If you've got pains and aches, and shouting. Absolutely. Your body never likes. No, 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 definitely not. I'm a big, big advocate of that. But I think Mm -hmm. we go around so much of our lives up in here in our heads and we're very disconnected with our bodies and how we're actually feeling. And it's it's about connecting those two things, isn't it? And that's why I always talk about the inner work as well as the outside work. You have to work on your, you know, inside your head because when you start tuning into you, you're going to start tuning into how you're feeling emotionally, how your body's feeling. Have I eaten enough? Have I eaten too much? You know, a lot of time people have headaches. And what I always say is, if you have a headache, take three deep breaths, ask yourself, why have I a headache? Am I stressed? Am I dehydrated? Did I eat something with loads of additives in it? You know, if you ask your body, your body will tell you. But we have to tune in, relax, slow down, be in tune with ourselves and normally you know your body will always tell you but it takes practice with it as you know with everything it really does and and joanne joanne callan actually mentioned something quite similar to that um in that i love what you were saying about you know taking a few deep breaths checking in with your body and how your body feels because i'm a big advocate of that and um, I would call, call that the pause, just creating a bit of space in our lives, creating a, you know, a pause that we can check in with how we're feeling. Um, mm-hmm. And Joanne was actually talking about how you know, years ago, and I'm sure you were the same, Emma, we all ate our dinner at a table, we all sat around the table, there was no TV, there was no distractions. And you, know, you kind of paused, you waited until everybody sat down at the table before you ate your meal. And, you maybe even said grace or blessed your food or now um, I suppose gratitude's a big thing, giving gratitude for what you're about to eat. But yeah. it's it's that pause, isn't it? It's 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 creating that pause in our bo- in our in our lives so we can check in with how we're feeling and how does our body feel and what what's needed right now? I love that question. What is needed right now? Absolutely. That's that's a brilliant question. And I think if we ask ourselves that in all areas of life. You know, when you ask the question, you you will answer it. Your body, you, will, your body will, yeah, absolutely. Um, oh my goodness, I could talk to you for hours. Do you know what's coming into my head as well about, you know, the molecules of water and about how our thought affects that? And 100%. We could, yeah. we, could, we, could, we, could, we could talk here for, oh my goodness, for so long. Maybe I'll get you back on again because this <laughs> has been really interesting. Um. I am now forced to look at my coffee addiction. (laughs) I knew this would happen when I had this idea for bringing on all of these wonderful people onto this channel. I knew, I thought, wow, something really powerful is going to shift, is going to take place. Um, And I guess that's within myself because now... I'm learning so much more and um, you know yourself in this work, Emma, we hold ourselves accountable, don't we, to be authentic and to be real and, and, you know, walk in the walk and talk in the talk, so. That's it, and if you ever think you know it all, then you know nothing. (laughs) 
Oh, totally, totally, totally. Like last week, I I thought before Joanne and I chatted, and I know Joanne a long time, like yourself, probably longer. And I thought, oh no, I have a fairly good relationship with food. I, I'm, you know, very healthy, very healthy foods. Yes, I have treats. But I've been reflecting so much on my thoughts around food. And actually yesterday, um, we were at a soft play area and one of my mummy friends had a packet of um, chocolates and she offered me one. And I said, um, like it was total... Um, I wasn't, it was totally unconscious. I, what came out of my mouth was, no, thank you. I'm trying to be good. And I thought, there, I just said it. And I actually, I, I, I caught it straight away, uh, you know, with my other mummy friends. I was yeah. like, oh my goodness, I can't believe I've said that. I'm trying to be good. Because that was one of the things Joanne and I were talking about, how as women, we talk about being good and being bad and how it's so <clears throat> caught up with our relationship with food. And I didn't realize that actually I unconsciously said, do, do you say that? And I didn't, I, I was totally unaware. So, mm. um, so yes, we're always growing. We're always healing. We're always learning. We're always evolving. I yeah. have to ask you, I have to ask you before we close about celery. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> celery juice, celery juice. Celery juice, celery juice, because... I have lots of friends who do it, um, and I did it for a while myself, um, and I also follow the medical medium who, uh, who kind of launched this and, and made it, I suppose, popular, and um, thoughts on celery juicing, quickly before we go. <laughs> So um, I do love the medical medium as well. He, he's you know, a bit controversial because he's actually um, very accurate in what he's saying. So there's a lot of micronutrients in celery and as we're so deficient in minerals more than vitamins nearly. And celery juice, as Anthony says, is fantastic for clearing out the liver and the gut. And if, if the two things you want to concentrate on is number one is gut health, number two is liver health. So if you're cleaning that out Your skin, which is obviously connected yeah your mood again mood everything it's and you know if you look at the medical medium it's healing so 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 many people oh, so it's incredible. Even if every day you know take a month here and there especially after christmas maybe before and after christmas because you're going to eat a lot of stuff that's not going to be brilliant for your body but eat it mindfully enjoy it but do we uh detox the celery just after i would say for even a couple of weeks fabulous fabulous okay so um, I was going to say I'm really excited, but <laughs> I don't know if I'm really excited because I might not be having my coffee tomorrow morning, but obviously that'll be a choice that I will make. Um, so uh, if people want to get in touch with you, Emma, how can they get in touch? I'll obviously link your, your website. Do you have a website? Do you do? Don't I don't you? have a website. I'm on Facebook and Instagram and I have clinics in Derry City, in Dunyavon and in Mavadi. So they're run everywhere. So um, if you want to get in touch, um, my phone number is on Facebook and Instagram. Okay. So uh, or text, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, sure. You can give me the details at the end, and I can I, I can um, add them to the end of um, the interview. Thank Perfect. you so much. I am gonna. I can't wait to watch this back. To be honest, because I have learned so much. I think the takeaways are 
the coffee for me is going to be a big <laughs> thing. Um, definitely to to cut that out and see how that feels. Um, also to add in some some zinc and some magnesium, and perhaps even taking a wee uh, trip to Luma Valley to see you and have a wee kinesiology just to check in with how things are with me. So um, thank you so 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 much. And thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed that. And um, I'll see you next week for some more Sunshine Conversations. Bye. Bye.